0: I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos.
1: And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week, we're continuing our look at Ip with Ip 2 from the year 2010, also directed by Wilson Yip and, of course, starring Donnie Yen. But we also get to see Sammo Hung in front of the camera this time, so that's yeah. exciting. But yeah, this is, uh, continues on from the, from the first movie and... It's definitely, like, the first movie is way more serious than this movie. Mm. This movie gets, like, very, I want to say silly. Uh, saying silly when it comes to Hong Kong movies, I feel like, has a different connotation. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, of, it's like, not so much funny. Cops, it's but.
0: just that it's, it gets a little bit more free, maybe, with, like, reality and mm-hmm. and stakes and stuff like that. There's, I would say there's almost, like, a clear point in the film where the fighting starts to to become more fantastic, you could even say it. It maybe even jumps the shark. I I love it, but it's, um, <laughs> it definitely yeah, it definitely starts to become like a larger than life, you know, kind of almost like super superhero kind of thing.
2: But um, I agree. Yeah, yeah where the first movie is really kind of like this melodrama and you know we talked about the kind of patriotism behind the film there's a lot of patriotism in this film too but Mm -hmm. i think in a lot of ways it's more of a traditional kung fu movie like we're used to where there's yeah a lot of these tropes that we really enjoy are the focus of the film you've got different schools kind of at odds with each other you've got kind of the foreign devil that's like taking the uh you know martial artist's pride and you've got revenge it's way more fun I I would almost (laughs) call it more cartoony than the first film yeah um, I think that's I, I I love this film it's it's really good like especially like kind of realizing my reactions for the podcast for last episode kind of changing my point of view like what how I enjoyed the film when I originally saw it and then now kind of in the context of what we've seen for the show this movie really like yeah this this is what i was this is like the movie i thought the first movie was in my head (laughs) that's what this movie was uh watching it again for the podcast well yeah it's almost like they're kind of designed to um
0: to kind of bleed together in your mind it's funny even watching like the opening titles It kind of closes in a very similar way, much more like it's like a continuing television series or something. Right. um, Rather than like the sequel for for a film, or at least the kind of thing we expect in a sequel for a film. But yeah, this is, I think it it brings what a lot of great um, second installments do, which is that with so much of the background and the context underway, you can kind of jump Right into, you know, conflict and maybe you're taking these characters on a little bit more of like a detour that when it works well can just be like a whole lot of fun. And yeah, I think this movie is a whole lot of fun. Fun, I
1: think is the best word to to use to describe this movie. It, it kind of you're saying about having the context and Carlos, you're saying about the movies kind of blending together. I feel like that this movie kind of feels a lot like the later Rocky movies in a lot of ways. Totally. Mm -hmm. Where, and even in the same sense, where when people think of Rocky, they don't think of, you know, the deep personal trauma of a person trying to, you know, prove that they can be a contender. What they think of is Rocky punching a Russian guy in the face and winning the Cold War. (laughs) Like, that's... (laughs) That's what people think when yeah, they totally. think of Rocky. Well, and there's
0: something so strong about the structure of like a boxing film because mm-hmm. you have this almost kind of theatrical event. It's just the nature of, of boxing matches, I guess. And yeah, the, you know, the close of this movie, yeah, it does feel like the end of a Rocky movie or the end of, I guess, any great kind of boxing film. You know, I think Fearless was able to kind mm-hmm. of tap into a similar structure too. Although I would say once again, with the Ip Man films, we're really taking the actual historical life of Ip Man and his family <laughs> as a, as a loose starting point um, <laughs> to really, yeah, to really kind of launch from, I guess the other thing that you could say, and I would put this in the pro category. I think this is what makes the movie really entertaining and rewatchable. Yeah. Once again, there's not, all that much in terms of story. And when you think of like, I don't know, I was thinking a lot, a lot rewatching it, like just biopics in general. When I think of like most Hollywood biopics, they're usually picking subjects that have, you know, these extreme like highs and lows in their life. Uh, Like if they're a musician, they started from nothing and they have this, they reach this great fame, but maybe they were arrested at some point or their low point was some kind of drug overdose or something. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of your, that's kind of your story story arc here. Uh, In both of the Ip Man films, I would say even in Ip Man 3, it's, it's like focused on kind of a smaller point in time and it's really just we're just going to move from fight to fight to fight um (laughs) the story is going to mostly be concerned with okay how's ipman and his family doing in the community they're in how is this school and the training going and then who are these uh foreign forces that are making like life difficult you know and we had uh the japanese forces in on one and here we get to have just pure you know ca- caucasian foreign devils yeah. <laughs> um, but i don't know for me it's like again I, I there's so much that i love and enjoy about the movie but um it's yeah i'm just always a little bit uncomfortable i've got to say in the you know the modern era of mainland chinese productions and here it's like we've got so many veteran hong kong actors but it just does not feel like it has that hong kong sensibility whereas it's like in plenty of those movies it's like oh yeah i mean you'll hear the same slur you know foreign devil but there's some kind of spirit of like fun or like you're Mm. Or almost more like pro wrestling where it's like mm. you're creating these heavies <laughs> and you're yeah. kind of riling up the audience where in some of the contemporary films where, it you know, they're passing the Chinese censors <laughs> or whatever. Mm. It really, yeah, it does step into like propaganda for me in a way that's makes a little less, little less fun. Um, mm. But it's, I think that's for, also, it's also maybe makes it more interesting too.
2: Yeah. I think for me, I feel that way about this film as well, but to a much lesser degree than the first movie sure sure i like what you mentioned about wrestling too because i think matthew was the one mentioning it before (laughs) we recorded but yeah darren (laughs) shalavi as twister is basically the typical heel that you'd see he totally is even even walking
1: around the ring with both his arms out while people are booing him (laughs) like it's it is straight up like a heel And it's perfect,
0: but it's also like super politically charged. Like Mm -hmm. everything he says is completely
2: insulting to the Chinese people. Um, And the fact, like you were saying, how this is more of the focus of the film, whereas you could like Ip Man and his family fled to Hong Kong. And in his history, what we know is, you know, that was a. Pretty pivotal moment where he was trying to start up his own school, and that was kind of a struggle. And then, you know, a little like later, the borders were closed off. So he was eventually separated from his wife. And these are like these dramatic beats in his life that if you were really focused on a biopic, like these are the things you would pull from. And those aren't really the focus of the film.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) And And yeah, also, it's like living in Hong Kong at that time, you're not
0: going to have that chinese pride at every you know every possible turn and (laughs) -hmm. you're not looking at your martial arts as an extension of your chinese nationalism and that kind of stuff um but it's like it's it's clearly you know struck a chord um you know for its audience and yeah and it's it it is really like the first movie it's a beautiful uh Mm -hmm. love letter to you Know to the style to the Wing Chun style, and yeah, I, also, I would say even, I, even
2: more so in this, yeah, film, yeah, you know.
0: I think so too. But what's beautiful, and this is why it, it's it's so awesome having Samo behind the camera and then in front of the camera, is that ultimately this movie marries Wing Chun with the Hungar style, which yeah. we've seen a lot in a lot of our classic Kung Fu films. Uh, Magnificent Butcher, probably the best example um and it's so great there's a point in the movie where uh our returning character the kind of uh ruffian from Ip man one he enters the scene and he starts doing almost like some magnificent butcher training sequence like horse stance stuff <laughs> um uh it's great I, I don't know it's like somehow you know it's like oh this guy's been trained by not just like a hungar like practitioner but he's been trained by Sammo hung and sure enough yeah <laughs> Samuel comes in later, and it. But uh, you know, ultimately, our hero of Iman. What's what's cool throughout these movies is he ends up integrating whatever style he's coming across, and he's kind of he's sort of showing a way to put them all together. We talked a little bit last time how these movies they kind of almost uh, were released in, at the perfect moment because it does tap into the interest in MMA uh, around mm. the globe, and uh, Ip Man gets to almost kind of. Uh, be a representative for kind of mixing the different martial arts especially like in the finale of this movie which is yeah really really well done yeah once again samuel's choreography is yeah just exceptional
2: yeah and i i'm pretty sure i've read in places that uh wing chun practitioners were kind of critical of the portrayal of the style in this film and um you can see that because it's pretty wild. Like, like you said earlier, it kind of turns into almost like these superhero like uh, fight scenes. But <laughs> I, I sure. still, I still would say that it's, it's. There are some scenes that you really do get a good sense of the close quarters of Wing Chun, and they're actually like explaining things to you in the film. So I do appreciate that, and I think overall, I, I've said it already, but I, I really enjoyed this movie, and it, it, it's super fun. Yeah, totally. Well, I think we
1: should get into this fun movie then. So <laughs> first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. When we last saw Itman, Man, he was making an escape from Foshan. The town of martial arts was taken by Japan. Hong Kong, the new land, was his plan. Now it's 1950, a brand new day. Ip Man wants to teach the world a whole new way. But the rules are different here in Hong Kong. If he wants to practice, he has to play along. Devil horns from a foreign land are pointing inward at Grandmaster Itman. Man. Does the Wing Chun fist have the answer to this? Don't look away, for this blitz can't be missed. The next tale of the hero of all Chinese men, Itman Man 2, 2010. Wilson Yip, Sammo oh Hung, and Donnie Yin. So, this movie kind of... Me me, and Carlos both in our notes made a last time on joke. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: totally.
2: Yeah. And for me, it was I had this realization like I I mentioned this before, but I love the X-Men and Ip-Man is not far off and has a for title from, oh, from yeah. Yeah. X-Men. So it's like... Uh, Previously on Ip-Man.
0: But yeah, it's kind of cool how, how, they, how they do that little montage in the, the credits. But then they also mix in some information we didn't see, right? Because we didn't see the, sh- like Simon Yam being shot, right? Which we is
2: really, yeah, really surprising. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Wait, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I, I was thinking it, too. Like, wait, that didn't happen in the movie, right? <laughs>
0: right.
2: Yeah. Well, it's super
0: it's... weird too, because you're like, oh, okay, I, I guess he wasn't available, so they just got him to shot that one, to shoot that one little scene. But he has, you know, three or four scenes in the in the film um Mm. but it's it's, i mean yeah it's interesting it ends up being pretty strong you know kind of a dramatic moment for for it yeah what what,
2: what a change from one movie to the next for a character though you know you think about oh how's my how's my story gonna progress in the sequel oh this movie was so successful what are they gonna do with me this time oh guess what <laughs> here they're gonna yeah. do this to you it's like <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah maybe you're right maybe it was something like he's like oh i don't really have time or i'm working on something else or this and that so uh yeah we get that so the other thing i really have to mention again is that kenji Kawai's music in this film is so good yeah it's especially like ridiculously yeah especially
0: good. the the main titles and mm. The music just before the the credits. I mean, there's a similar credit thing where it says, like, and then Ip Man went on to, and it's like, yeah, we kind of know that. Like, like,
1: can you do
2: that that every every time? Okay. Hey,
1: you guys like Bruce
2: Lee, right? (laughs)
1: Huh? Huh? (laughs) Yeah,
2: but yeah, his scoring yeah, in this film, music I think that Itman, the theme of Ip Man is really high up there. So like, beautiful. I'd put it close to the Wong Fei-Hung, you know, on the General's orders as this kind of martial arts-like Yeah, theme. it's gorgeous,
0: and he, mm-hmm. he kind of captures a little bit of the kind of the milieu of... Uh, tondoon's Dun's music from Crouching Tiger I mean that had Ooh. a really big impact obviously and it's melody is in the Urhu and it just sounds it sounds beautiful mm-hmm. but it, it's also it's not quite as maybe um, like intellectual or high highfalutin or something um, mm-hmm. which I, I, I mean it as like a compliment I mean I think it's uh, like the first movie he finds really interesting ways to have this kind of driving action music under fights which is not something that any of us grew up with in kung fu films really yeah and it's a uh,
1: films music's it's usually dead silent whenever there's a fight going on yeah
0: yeah totally and it's really uh you know it's those classic sound effects and um the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally um and then you know stings and and that kind of a thing um yeah. but yeah yeah once it, he's He's really a star of this series um, along with Donnie and Wilson. Yep. I've got to say it's, we mentioned with the last film, you know, there's some wonderful camera work and just the production value of the movie is so strong, but you really get a sense of uh, Wilson evolving as a director from film to film here. There's just, yeah. Cut to cut when you're in a fight sequence, it's like every frame is like just such, it's such a striking angle and it's, yeah, it's really great balance of the editing and everything too. It's the motion of the camera in this movie is yeah, it's maybe one of my favorite directed of like the twenty first century you know, kung fu films.
2: I think so too. I I think that yeah, the pacing of the camera work compared to the slower moments, it it's a lot more confident in this film than you yeah, would that's see a good way of the, putting it in the first movie. Yeah, so like I said, we're in nineteen fifty now and uh. <laughs> Which Man, doesn't really work with how the
1: kid is. Yeah, well, to address oh, that real quick.
2: I I wrote notes on that too. So um yeah, what you find out is Ip Man is trying to start his school in Hong Kong and um you get a little scene of him opening up a new place. It's like on a rooftop, which I thought was funny too because in the first film his pointed advice to Jin is like, "Hey, you don't you know, all you need is a good location." <laughs> how is a rooftop the best location for a yeah martial arts studio but anyway cool, it looks really cool and the sets are really great but yeah. you see his family as well and uh his wife chung is yeah. pregnant well now that they're and... in hong kong they can have another child so. <laughs> yeah sure yeah. so i did <laughs> i did some homework and yeah so ip chun as a child in this film he doesn't look much older than the last film Yeah. and then by the end of the film uh, she gives birth to ip ching and uh according to when they were really born uh Ipchun would be 26 in this movie this and is... Ipching would be 14 <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> you can see how they're playing with things but it is for the sake yeah. of mm. of the movie which is fine i do really like with uh Ip Man having his struggles opening up the studio he's just waiting and there's mm. this funny older woman that's kind of yeah. out doing her laundry all the time that's uh that's a really fun little character. Mm-hmm. But and also um, I love
1: how much how I love Donnie's like trying to be positive smile whenever he's like smiling and yeah, shaking his head best. no cuz cause, cause no one showed up that day.
2: Yeah. It it is uh, interesting and he he does kind of characterize himself similar to the first movie but I would say that he's a, a little more aggressive in this film and yeah. he's a little yeah, more um Uh, cocky so what we have here is a student shows up finally and this guy is kind of like you can tell he's pretty streetwise and um, he's looking for uh, the master, so the first thing he does is challenge him to a fight. <laughs> of course, <laughs> which is really yeah. funny. And this um, is a this is a great fight because like Itman demonstrates
0: essentially all the ways that he could brutally attack him. Yeah, um, I love and, that.
1: See, he, he did a similar thing in the first movie too, where like yeah. he'll very clearly go for a punch and then stop just short, and, and then like kind of like lightly tap them after he stops just short, just to be yeah. like, I could have broken your jaw right there but did. Yeah, there's
0: one beautiful moment where he's um he's flipping him around and uh this character is played by uh Huang Xiaoming and he's really gr- and really great um fighter and um yeah, a, a physical performer in the movie. But yeah, Donnie's flipping him around and his head would is about to like land on his like upturned foot and right at the moment of impact, Donnie like changes the direction of foot and kind of um <laughs> sort of like cradles his head as it's falling down and it's mm-hmm. um yeah, like we said, the the cutting is uh, you know faster, I suppose, than like a, a classic kung fu movie. But it's never mm-hmm. disorienting, yeah. and every shot is always highlighting something really special with the with the choreography. And it's yeah, this is great.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, like I was saying, how he's a bit more aggressive. You see that at the end of this confrontation because when. Uh, the young uh, Wang Lung, he still will not like admit defeat, so he runs towards him, and um, Ip Man actually punches him in the face, and yeah. that shot's really cool because it, it's actually one of these things where it's like almost this cardinal sin of Western action, where because of the cut you don't actually see the impact, but it works right. so well actually, like your brain reads everything, even though this like quick zoom kind of only shows you like the before and after of the the hit yeah you I know think re it works Rewatching it I feel like there
0: are these little foreshadowing uh, moments or these little seeds of boxing actually of like fist to face mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it seems like yeah a little, em- it's emphasized maybe a little more than the first film and that ends up being you know really kind of crucial uh, at the end of the movie
1: but the kid runs away after getting beaten but then comes back just a few minutes later with a bunch of other goons to to try to beat up itman. And of course, they get their butts handed to them. Too. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. It's a really short encounter, but he handles them all really well, and you get mm-hmm. this really nice character development of you know Wong like asking for him to be his master and everybody mm-hmm. else. So these are his yeah. first students, and actually, the character in the film is actually based on Wang Cheng-Lung, yeah. Lung, who I was, was a Wong Lung,
1: who was a, yep. a real guy, and that's and that is
2: the the actual trainer of of Bruce Lee. So. Who yeah, was but, trained by Itman. So, right, yeah. both Ip man and Bruce Lee have said that that he's actually the reason that Bruce Lee really learned. Even though Itman was his master, that a Wong was the man that actually taught him.
0: And it's a really, it's a really cool character because you know by now we're kind of maybe familiar with the the trope of like a young kind of like headstrong upstart who needs to be taught to like respect their elders or their master or whatever and it's we get to kind of have it both ways because uh, he does seem really stubborn initially uh but you know once it proves himself wang lung is just so loyal to him and i just i i love their relationship um and I, you just i think you really believe it too
2: yeah, I agree. I also have to say the scoring right here when when they end up asking him to to train. There's like this really cute kind of yeah fluffy, piano thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really it. It almost reminded me of like a Japanese RPG, like what you would hear in a town or something <laughs> like that. I, I like that a lot. Fun.
1: And it's also worth at this point pointing out that I, while the dub in the first movie is pretty like it's fine. There's nothing you know it. it It works just fine I don't recommend the dub for this one (laughs) Ah, because because it like some of the it just the dub doesn't feel like it had a director like it feels like it just had a whole bunch of people coming in to record the different parts but there's not a lot of cohesion between it like the guy that is Itmon does a fine job
0: I can't help it this economy you know how bad it is
2: when my students ask for help as their master I can only agree
1: But like the woman that plays the auntie in this scene.
2: Master Yip, have you recruited any students today?
1: Sounds kind of like a Chinese woman that's like English is her second language. We're like, that'd be fine if there was more than just her that sounded like that. But otherwise, it just feels kind of weird.
2: That actually makes me kind of want to
1: listen to that one more. Well, that's the thing. That's the other problem, though. It's not quite bad enough to be worth listening listening to, though. Because there's a couple, there's a couple of great lines where it's funny, like his kid, whenever his kid's saying, "Like we need to pay my school fees." It's this little British kid
2: that, oh wow, that's, that's like,
3: "Mom, I need to pay my school fees."
2: So tell me this: was there anyone as bad as Ryu in the Street Fighter anime? Nope, but n- nothing quite that bad. But and
1: it also gets really confusing because obviously. They're oh, dubbing like it the in English, stuff? but yeah, there's there's characters who speak English in the mm. the Cantonese, you know, audio track, and they don't actually have a different English voice actor dubbing over that. So the white oh, whenever sure. the white actors talk, it's all just the original, including Cantonese. whenever they speak in Cantonese, oh, gotcha. and it just has a subtitle it. And
3: it's,
0: that's it's kind just, of interesting. I, I can't think of seeing that before where it's like yeah. the white actor speaking Cantonese and then the Chinese actors speaking English. Speaking English, and yeah. And of course
1: it's weird cool. whenever the uh whenever the Fatso character is speaking in English to the white guys because he was already
0: speaking English. Oh sure, so. sure. So like the double translations and stuff. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it is funny being in like our kind of modern age where really the production value is so high and say like we've been like we've been talking about uh the score is so strong. I feel like each of those elements they add this almost kind of like serious weight to it even if it's maybe unintentional um or at least compared to maybe more classic kung fu films. But I I think <laughs> in that kind of serious uh, atmosphere, it's a little difficult to get away with some of the conventions of, mm-hmm. of Kung Fu cinema. Um, and it's, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's just really, it's just really interesting seeing, kind of seeing how all those pieces come together. But yeah, yeah. now I'm really curious to, <laughs> to hear the dub. Did it sound mm-hmm. like the same actors uh, dubbing? I don't think so. The
1: okay. I mean, the voice actor that did it, Mon and both of them is pretty like, I feel like a lot more bland than they probably should be. Oh, but gotcha. but in in both movies, but I'm pretty sure it's a different guy uh, in this one. But and again, oh. some of the lines, some there's enough funny lines that like I'll put them in, but it's <laughs> cool. not it's not quite enough to to be worth listening for me for me to watch it again with the dub. <laughs> yeah, I
2: hear you. Yeah, moving a little forward, you see a little bit of the hardship of Itman running a school where he seems to be so benevolent he's kind of not taking the money that he should be taking yeah. and his wife kind of nudges him into that and i think that kind of taps into the real life of Itman cuz one of the things that i read was that after he passed away, um, as people were going through his stuff, they found, like, a ton of, like, unclaimed checks that he was taking from his students, but he wasn't cashing because he knew that oh, they wow. couldn't afford it. So that, I, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of really calling cool. to that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then after that, we get to see Simon Yam again. So Ipman is kind of out, like, it looks like he's getting dinner or something. And there's a bit of a commotion. And what you find out is that it's Quan, the character from... Uh, The first film, and he's like stolen some food. And when Ipman sees him, you can see that he's very disheveled and he looks almost feral and he's chomping on yeah. this uh like chicken his... leg or something and um, yeah
0: or duck or something yeah yeah
2: you f- you find his son and itman says he'll pay for it and then they cut to them later and he's eating and itman's like what's what happened and then uh his son tells him that you know he was shot and now that he's suffered some sort of brain damage because of it and it's it's really like shocking to itman and itman really feels like it's his fault that this has happened so that's it's like i said such a dramatic change in a character
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but there's like a kind of a little uh like a b or c plot line with him that runs throughout the film which is kind of cute but this is when we get introduced to a potential other school that
1: is is getting mad that wong lung is posting out posters for for Itmon's school and kind of gets yeah, in a f-
0: the fly yeah flyers and like whose flyers on which flyer is like really important in And you can really, if you've ever had to put up a flyer on like a really crowded bulletin board, you can yeah, you can relate to this. Um, it's also cool cuz we earlier saw Donnie like hand calligraphy and draw like each of these flyers mm-hmm. um which I think, you know, by this time period there would have been some, some Yeah, it'd
1: be like there they would have been especially in Hong Kong, there would have been yeah, some some, like some, 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 some mimea- he could have gone to mimea- a print shop there or something. Yeah. yeah but um but this leads to uh Key gets in a little scuffle and gets like kidnapped basically by this this other school yeah, yeah. And... there's a
0: great fight prior to the kidnapping though it's really uh he's really kind of following in his master's footsteps oh yeah um, there's he's one doing amazing most of those, shot yeah most of like it move is except he's actually following through you know this time yeah there's mm-hmm. one amazing
1: shot where he's like trying to look all cool by like throwing his hat and hanging it up that. on a branch and it just
3: misses <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, i love it. that's that's, that's,
1: that's a joke that never get, fails to get me <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah he gets kidnapped and this honestly this there's a lot of amazing fights in the movie and I don't know, like this might be my favorite just because, Ooh, okay. just cause it's so, like, there's so many good ones in the movie. Not like, as I'm thinking about it, all of them are kind of equally great, but mm-hmm. no, this
0: is, this is great. Like for the, for one-on-one fights, this is, mm-hmm. yeah, this is outstanding. I think. And I
1: love, I always love in Hong Kong movies where it's like using the environment to fight. And yeah, you totally. see that a bunch in this fight. So, he uh, itman goes to to try to find his student, and he finds all these kind of ruffians and like this.
2: Fish oh yeah, market this.
0: Oh yeah, I, I agree with you. the 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 fight with Ipman kind of rescuing him that that's probably the highlight of the movie for
2: yeah, me. Yeah, it's super yeah. good. Um, and the funny thing too is that uh, Dennis Toh, the guy playing like kind of the head thug, mm-hmm. he he would be Ipman in the. There's another film called Ipman: The Legend is Born, and he ends up playing Ipman in that film. So it's kind oh. of funny yeah seeing him here the other thing don't you guys feel like
0: his hat is somehow like too modern or something i
2: was just literally just saying that yeah it was like there's a lot of stuff like that like his hat and i think some of the younger guys hairstyles Mm -hmm. seem super modern like uh wong lung's hair is always super nice and gelled it looks like and um simon yam's the the kid that plays his son He looks like he has, like, a super, like, modern hairstyle. So it's kind of funny. And these are the kind of things that, like... It's a critique, but honestly, it's like part of why I like this movie. It cause fun it's fun. Just... It's like
0: the next generation of something that used to happen. I mean, when you think mm. of like all the 70s haircuts. Oh, yeah. And the kung fu movies that were supposed to be, you know, very much like period films. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. It, yeah. It, and it, it'll appeal. You can tell like these are all like the pretty boys in the film. So yeah. you can see that they're, they're kind of using that to appeal to a certain audience, too. So I, I like it. And the other thing is great about this fight is that um Ip Man ends up using a wooden pallet as a weapon yes. <laughs> that
0: is incredible <laughs> which is something
2: you Dude, would never but expect but it's that great. incredible like move
0: it. like shortly after he has the pallet where <laughs> he like he throws it on his back um yep. and then yeah huang zhaoming like flips on. it's yeah it's amazing. With I mean, it's cool. You can just feel Sammo's excitement. Like, oh my gosh, oh, we've yeah. never used a palette before. And yeah, so it's like he's bringing <laughs> all thinking, that seventies, eighties. Like you're saying, Matthew, all that like Hong Kong resourcefulness in the choreography. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this might be the only opportunity to have a palette fight. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and that's what just, I was thinking.
1: It feels yeah. kind of like from like a Jackie Chan
2: movie where, which probably would have yeah, been choreographed totally. by Sammo <laughs> mm-hmm. Hunk. But I like that. It's like a serious take on it in its Mm -hmm. own way you know it's like it's at the same time as it's ridiculous seeing like somebody grab that and you're like are you seriously gonna fight with this it's also played really serious so then it ends up Winning the crowd over. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he ends up blocking a couple of these hatchets and he does this spinny It almost seems like they have it on a rig, the pallet, while it spins around. Sure, sure. So you can see him grab the Well, team. the hatchets
0: they have, those choppers are so cool looking. Yeah, they're, they're really
2: cool. Like
1: Very shiny. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of like Shaw Brothers shiny. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, yep.
0: totally. I also like this kind of device that uh, Wang Lung is, has his hands tied behind his back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The way they're that that's used in the fight is also really exciting and they really move around in this big, uh, set that they've, that they've built here. And it's, and everything we've been saying about, uh, Wilson's directing and the, yeah, the great editing and camera motion. It's yeah, it's all happening. And, in this
2: fight, um,
0: and it also ends amazingly too. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's really cool. So you see them finally making their escape. They kind of hold a hostage after Itman has the clearers, and they're running out. But then you see another group of men running towards them. But it's kind of this play on your expectations. You're like, oh crap! But then you see that it's uh, Jin from the first film. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and this is where he does those Hungar like style stylings like before. Infronting yeah. Them.
2: And you kind of get a sense like, oh, is he you know, he's going to be the next guy that it's going to have to fight. Yeah. But then it turns around where he actually saves them from the rest of the crowd. It's yeah. pretty cool. And this is kind of I kind
1: of thought this is what was going to happen in the first Itmon. Like I kind of thought he was going to be the, the villain early on and then become a, an ally later. So it's cool to see that yeah. kind of play off in this. movie. Yeah.
2: It's such a like an anime like yeah. thing where <laughs> it it's is like, yeah it's kind of oh, a Vegeta move. The antagonist from the first movie is now my ally yeah. in the second movie. Or it's Rocky so cool. too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Rocky yeah, Two, yeah, yeah,
3: sure. <laughs>
1: only only itman doesn't get him killed at the end of this movie. Yikes. Oh man! <laughs> but
2: yeah. uh, just as you think that everything's all smoothed out, mm-hmm. then the real heavy shows up. Uh-huh. So you've the got a crowd coming in yeah heavy <laughs> in Big. many senses mm-hmm. <laughs> um Sammo shows up so we get to see Samo in this film and he goes by hung in the movie and which is so it, cool yeah. yeah it looks like he's kind of like a triad leader at first when he shows <laughs> yeah, up right. he's got he's got his like posse with him and he's telling everybody this is my area you can't be yeah. around here and even Jin kind of backs down to him. And, yeah. Um,
0: Dude, this is so satisfying focusing on this movie so closely after our Sammo arc. Um, mm. It's like, he he's still got, I mean, I think he looks great. We actually see a lot of 70s and 80s Hong Kong veterans in the movie. yeah. And I think Sammo kind of looks maybe in the best shape of all those guys. <laughs> Um, he's got
2: this cool, like gray streak, like a skunk yeah, streak. Yeah, and he's playing like, awesome.
0: like we're saying he's playing this kind of. He also uh, has tough that guy in heavy. Law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, so he's anyway. playing like the, the just kind of the tough guy here. But there's really kind of a cool emotional arc to his character, and like we've always said with Samo, I mean, he brings everything he has to it. I think we mentioned a little bit on the last episode, just like in passing, but. Before shooting, uh, Sam had underwent this um, this like cardiac surgery. I- I'm guessing that it was probably just shooting the movie chronologically. But apparently, so his the first scenes they shot with him would would be um, all kind of non non combat scenes. But you still have to mm-hmm. imagine he's you know there on set you know choreographing the other fighters, and then apparently in his kind of final fight in the movie uh he sustained you know quite a lot of uh injury but Samo, being Samo, you know kind of kept fighting through all the pain well past when he probably should have stopped and um and then he was taken to the hospital for stitches and uh, apparently it sounds like he wasn't entirely satisfied <laughs> with the end product mm. um which is you know that i mean that's that's the guy we've been you know describing all for all those weeks it's just that kind of tireless always giving 120 percent or whatever yeah
2: and throughout the film i don't i i, I mean i think it, they could probably hide a double for samuel but it'd probably be a little harder than other people yeah, but i don't I, I remember didn't seeing one. any doubles yeah yeah hmm.
0: similar thing with the last movie occasionally some uh doubles for donnie it seems like it's usually when it's like a like a fall or or some kind of yeah something maybe to kind of prevent from injury or mm-hmm.
2: something yeah so this kind of ends with Ip Man and Jin and Wong getting arrested because Hung's character is citing has like an ally in the police who's played by Kent Chang who we've yeah, seen in great. a couple of films over the course of the yeah, podcast yeah Once
0: Upon a Time in China was maybe the first time
2: yeah, yeah yeah he was Lam Sai wing and yeah. uh, once upon a time in <laughs> so it's china it's cool seeing is, these two yeah, long Sai wings together yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. um so they're uh dealing with this foreign power so it looks like even though they've got this kind of thumb on the the town it looks like they're still kind of trying to dance for the foreign powers in hong kong and um you get a little sense of that here and you get to see some really bad acting. This is another thing where it's like the
0: improved production value doesn't, doesn't help. Like it it makes (laughs) the kind of Australian like expat stunt casting. Like, yeah, almost kind of where it's, it's, it's not quite as fun as it, I think as a, is it probably should be, but (laughs) yeah, this, this general character or whatever he is, like he definitely is having a great time and he's, Mm -hmm. I think he's, yeah, he's kind of the most
2: despicable guy really. (laughs) Oh, he's, yeah, he's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, they do end up getting bailed out and, um, there's a dude that runs like the newspaper in town and he's kind of got a little, like his own little story. Oh yeah. And he actually helped Ipmon and his family find their rooftop, apartment and stuff right yeah I think he looks like Mark Anthony the salsa singer oh he totally, <laughs> he, he, he totally <laughs> looks like Mark Anthony <laughs> but yeah you see him for a little bit but now what you find out is that uh, at the end of their encounter earlier Hung told Ip Man that if he is to practice in Hong Kong he has to kind of go through like the hazing of the martial clubs in town. He's got to show up and all of the masters are available to challenge him. So this scene is really cool. And I mean, I, for me, I think this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. And uh, Ip Man shows up and they've got this arena, like almost like a fighting game where it's yeah. like there's yeah. a ring out area. And like he's got to stand on this table and um, everyone's sitting around him just well, and it's great cuz it schools. works on
0: multiple levels um because the people portraying all these masters it's a lot of like great Hong Kong kung fu veterans. Oh man. Oh um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, At least of which yeah, Harkon see Harkon Fung again, which is really um, which yeah.
1: is really great. He's he's literally been with Heroes 3 since the first episode. Yeah. Oh, and then Lo yeah, uh, yeah, so Ma- cool. Meng
0: is in there too, yeah,
1: um, which I believe
2: I is our uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I think we've it's... seen
1: Lomang yet, but he's. Yeah. Oh, said he was yeah, the, he's the he's the toad in the Five Venoms. Yeah, yeah, one of the
2: Venom mob, the the kid with the golden arm. You know, like so. It's really cool to see these guys here, and they're hamming it up too. You <laughs> you can see that they're really enjoying having this cameo in the movie.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I'm not sure exactly what it is if it's all of uh, that energy or maybe Samo's desire to kind of top anything that's happened before in in the two movies. But this is the moment where we cross the line from more of like a grounded, Mm. you know, fight style to something pretty kind of fantastic and Mm -hmm. almost like supernatural.
2: You've got a lot of wires here. You've got a lot of these kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's a tabletop, like I said, and then around the tabletop are like these upside down stools that act as a hazard. So if you fall down, you're going to, damage yourself mm-hmm. on those and um, one of them one of the guys says like back in my day it was knives or something like that <laughs> yeah. That's a great line <laughs> right and the first man to challenge of the group is uh lo Meng, who goes by master lo in the film and uh it's really cool when you see him climb up he kind of has like the praying mantis style hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is that every, every master showcases a different style in the film. Mm-hmm. So um, I, the other thing I really like is that when Ipman man introduces himself, he says his master's name. So that's something we didn't get in the first movie and it's Chan Wah Shan. So again, like I was saying before, these other films that uh, we talked about that cover Wing Chun Chan Wah Shan, is like the student of uh, Lung Jan, who uh, is Yunbyu in The Prodigal Son. And you get yeah. to see him in Warriors 2. So it's cool, like, seeing that addressed in this film. Also, it's another thing for me, like, you know, wanting to hear more about Wing Chun, I get a little yeah. Easter egg here. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that. So, um, yeah, Master Law practices Southern Praying Mantis. Uh, Loming actually, in real life, does practice this and you get to see a little taste of that but he mostly uses like it looks like a like a monkey style almost and he's really high flying like, using uh strings uh, uh wires a lot the next master that we get to see is Harkon Fung and it's cool because
0: like we've said we don't always see him you know dive into the thick of it and fight scenes yeah and uh, I think this is a great combination of you know him performing really well and some I think really inventive use of, of the camera and the uh, to editing and and also Samo knowing his strengths and how to kind of best amplify them
2: and you can see that they're kind of maybe compensating for you know an actor maybe further on in their career compared yeah, to Adania and yeah. to make them look better mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's, 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 it's
0: super effective it yeah, really I agree the final product really works I think
2: Yep. And Har Kong Fung, uh, his master character uses Bagua Zhang. So it's like the eight trigram palm, which that looks really cool. And it's actually kind of a cool thing to see matched up against Wing Chun. And um, I don't know if we've ever talked about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Have you guys... Seen that oh, show? Yeah. Oh we're actually I adore it. Callie yeah. hadn't
1: seen it, so we're actually watching through it right oh, now. So, oh
2: perfect, yeah. perfect. So airbenders always use Bagwa Oh, in, cool. Yeah. Uh, Avatar. So that's now that's, that's kinda um, cool little fact. Earthbending is hungar, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Those that that's the only one I remember, but it's super cool. Yeah, that, so you that, see might future, that might be a future episode. We
2: I mean, could try and find a way to work that and sure. sure. Why not? Not <laughs> yeah, the movie, totally. though. It'll gross. Well, no, not the movie. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> um, yeah, so e- even Harkon Fung, though, he can't stand up to Ipman. And he gets kind of uh, submission and uh, he concedes defeat. So now everybody's waiting, right? Like who's going to be, right? Who who could it be that that ends up fighting him next? And of course it's Samo mm-hmm. Samo's character.
1: And it's amazing seeing a Samo Donnie fight. It's one yeah, of those yeah. it's one of those things that you always, you know, like in your mind you always picture like the the dream mashups of of, you know, kung fu actors yeah. and that's I I'd say that's pretty high up there, especially cuz donnie Yen is kind of like a, a newer like he's probably the most recent of of martial arts actors that anyone in the west knows at least sure yeah,
2: like, yeah. and on yeah, that totally. kind of high like stage like this world yeah world caliber like actor like yeah. that yeah it's really cool yeah and even with there-
0: this kind of almost like this theater in the round with like mm-hmm. everyone watching it
1: mm-hmm. um there's all kinds of strings in this too, like yeah, totally. This, this is this is almost like Crouching Tiger level of, of, right. of wires.
0: I think putting this scene side by side with them in uh, S.P.L. is, I think, mm-hmm. really kind of interesting. It's you know, it's less about the the brutality and more about this really kind of close connection, and also, and yeah, I mean, having fun with that environment, you know, almost kind of taking these flights of fancy really with the with the table ultimately. But super interesting and honestly I think what always happens with a Sammo fight is he as we said, you know, he puts everything he has into it and he does lift make the other performer um lift their game and I I think that happens here too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say even the cameraman has to raise his game up because <laughs> yeah, you see yeah, a lot totally. of like almost looks like hand cam fisheye stuff yeah. in this where you see the camera moving around in real time just trying to keep up with what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> um, they end up breaking the table in half. Yeah, the, and the escalation of this oh, fight is yeah. really cool. They break the table I, in me, half the, and it
1: like, flips around, but they're still able to land on the table. Just It's in two <laughs> different pieces across the room. And there's that amazing yeah, I, shot of like the two of them staring at each other. And like on the far mm-hmm. side yeah. of the frame, love it.
2: Yeah, I I think for me, the really fun part is when they get to the rim of the table as the table's like teetering. Yeah. And they're doing these yeah. chain punches do- against each other. The fast-
0: yeah, and it's also so cool because I don't think we've seen anyone anyone that Ipmon's fought against that's been able to keep up with that, mm-hmm. uh, the chain punch or I guess whatever we're going to call that super combo that he uses yeah great. yeah it's right. um, yeah, super move yeah and it's it, it's it's also great that it's back you know that it's like the Itman that we came to know in the first movie um is still very much here and so it's like you know his kind of signature fighting and stuff but yeah it's just great seeing he and sammo and then yeah it's pretty much after that like ring around the table f- that it actually yeah splits in half Perfectly yeah. in half. Yeah. <laughs> if you
2: um you can kind of see a seam like when they're fighting. I think it's like a hinged table, so I guess that makes sense. But um if you yeah, if you wanted to like maybe position Ipmon up there with like a Wong Fei Hung, you know Wang Fei Hung has his like shadowless kick. You would yeah, yeah. say that Ipman almost has this shadowless punch, you know, with his oh, rapid like punches. That. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, it it ends, and they have this mutual respect for each other, but still, uh, Master Hong says, hey, man, you're going to have to pay some monthly dues if you want to operate around here. Yeah. and It's totally like man. not as
0: advertised. It's like, oh, yeah, you passed uh, all our tests. And yeah. I mean, yeah, you get the sense that maybe Ip Man is, is kind of questioning whether they're really... You know, treating him as an equal mm-hmm. um you know, and and as we've seen throughout the throughout the movie so far, uh, his finances are extremely tight, so he doesn't really have any kind of you know buffer where he can afford these these fees, which is yeah, like you're saying it's basically like protection money. I mean, Samo's saying, oh, you know, I'd be I'd hate for something to happen yeah. to you in your mm-hmm. school pretty much,
2: yeah, and that's what ends up happening because. Uh, shortly after this it you starts see with those
0: flyers man
2: yeah the students are kind flyers. of and ipman looks like he's gaining more students but the hungar students are out there kind of hassling everyone and it escalates and turns into this fight and they ended up getting kicked out of their uh, lease because of that and um eventually ipman uh is teaching his students in the park you do get a little bit before this of uh, Samos' character, like with his family, he looks like he has a big family. <laughs> he is like ten hands or like, something. I-, I like he's got like a really fat. Yeah, like, he's a really chubby kid. kid. Yeah, with and a totally kids... like
0: age-appropriate wife and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> That kid's
2: head is almost as big as Sammo's head. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I
0: mean, it really feels almost like he's like a school teacher. Like it's, he has that many, that many kids. I love later when they're, when we see them and they're talking about going out for ice cream. There's also a really cool Sammo beat prior to that um, when Ipmon leaves, where Sammo's just with his his students. And I just yeah I just love Samo's acting and he he sits down and he's basically like medicine tea and uh, you see him like recovering from the fight and just like how mm-hmm. much it took took out of him mm-hmm. and,
2: yeah right um,
0: yeah we have you know Samo doesn't have necessarily a lot of screen time I suppose in the movie but there really are some beautiful emotional moments
2: yeah especially like when Ipman shows up at his uh, martial arts school yeah. kind of pleading with him like hey man like stop hassling my stuff and then uh, Sammo kind of. Puts it back on it, man. He's like, Look, you're not following the rules. You don't understand that I'm trying to deal with this. You know, we've got this oppression. Yeah, from he's like, I'm basically devils. the middleman with these yeah. like
0: foreigners. Yeah.
2: And you just kind of carry on doing your thing. You don't know what's going to happen. And it kind of escalates into a small fight. And then you get to see that kid again because like they almost kick him. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. kid's
0: walking by with this like lollipop, very similar <laughs> yeah. to like the Kung Fu Hustle.
2: Um, sure. Yep. And I love um, it. Like right before yeah. when he first shows up, it does a freeze frame on the kid reacting. Yeah. And I almost yeah. in my head, I'm like, the inner narration, like this was the moment when I <laughs> received the worst kick of my life or something like that. Yeah. He should make a react video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: now I'm definitely, there's a great shot where Donnie's looking all serious while holding this really, really chubby kid with the lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good, yeah. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah this is when his whole family comes by and i want to say that doesn't he have only daughters except for the, yep, except for little, the boy? little boy it yeah, like a, yeah. yeah. Yep, he
1: has seven kids six of which are, are daughters and <laughs> yeah. and of course his wife who's probably as old as samu's actual children so
0: <laughs> right but yeah it's it's kind of a cool moment because then when donnie hands his kid over and puts it in Sammo's arms. It's like, you know, don't you really want to have dinner with your family? Isn't that what's most important? And Yeah. And this is one of those things that's like on paper it's it's kind of a simpler beat and but yeah, just the way Sammo plays it and the way Donnie plays it as well, it's we really feel that this is kind of a transitional moment in their relationship.
2: Yeah, you you see a little bit more too in the following scene like like I said they were uh, practicing in the park now and Samu shows up and the, his students are like "Our oh, crap here we go mm-hmm. and he ends up inviting him to this exhibition that they were setting up mm-hmm. with the foreigners so he gives them a couple tickets and they kind of have this nicer moment than they've had and there's this weird line where you can see that Samuel's eye looks kind of bloodshot and Ipman kind of asks him like hey are you all right your eyes look messed up and then he's like, oh, I'll just have some cool tea or something. And I wonder if that's just like something they wrote in because Samuel's eye really looked messed yeah, up for they some reason. To explain it. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting
1: it, it was going to pay off and like, kind of like in Fearless, like that he has like some asthma or something like that, that will end up being his downfall later or something. But yeah. but nope, it doesn't.
2: It- so. yeah it's just kind of this general show of the the strain he's under maybe but that's kind of the tradition that's
1: kind of the hong kong tradition where if one of the actors looks weird or it's something happens you just write it into the movie yeah
2: i'm gonna kick your teeth out (laughs) yeah exactly exactly
1: (laughs) um but so now we you know Two thirds of the way through the movie, we get introduced to the to the final villain, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we get to see Twister, the Western boxer guy, played by yeah. Darren Shalabi.
0: But you you guys mentioned that um, sadly uh, Darren's no longer with us.
1: Yeah, Darren Shalabi died in 2015 from a heart attack, mm. just kind of randomly. Yeah,
2: yeah. so from what I read is that it said he died in his sleep. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. He had a, some substantial roles, and you could see that his trajectory was probably leading him to be something like, a, almost like a Scott Adkins or something that you see nowadays that's oh, in sure. a lot of action films yeah. and doing a lot of stunt work. But yeah, unfortunately, he's no longer with us. So him and Kong Fung are probably hanging out up in heaven now or wherever <laughs> they are. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Poor one out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he
2: does a great job in this,
1: and he is, yeah, and he is, really... is such a great heel. He really is, because he's so yeah, mean, sure. he's so demeaning to the to the to the Chinese, and and I was kind of, I I kept being afraid that I was gonna hear some really horrible racial slur towards the Chinese, <laughs> but the worst thing that he says is, he says talking about Samo, he says,
3: Will somebody get this yellow piece of fat out of here?
1: Yeah, but. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not quite as know. rough as I, I was expecting. Honestly, so.
0: to me, I mean, it's to each their own, but I think sometimes in these historical periods where it's like when they censor it for modern audiences, something about it, I don't know, I, it's almost worse to me. Um, but <laughs> I could see that. But it's, there's, I don't know, I mean, there's there's a definitely good arguments, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of I think there's a
2: happy medium, you know? You don't want to sugarcoat things too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you totally, and you also you don't want to give, especially as these points in history get further and further away, you know, you don't want to give young viewers like the ammunition for, you know, for that kind of something that, that toxic. So I get that. But Yeah. yeah, it's really cool the way he portrays him because he's definitely this great, almost like pro wrestling heel but it also seems like he's got some kind of character motivation for himself that that's kind of driving because uh, he usually like with his insults, he usually seems very confused. Like, what's yeah. going on with this culture? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? These yeah, dancers? are they dancing?
2: What are they doing? Um, yeah. Uh,
1: one thing I want to say real quick, though, is at the beginning of the scene, uh, whenever they're we introduce introduced Twister, he, they call him just call him Fatso in the in the movie. What's the what's the right. actor's name that plays him? I forgot. Kent Chang. Kent Chang. That's right. Uh, the Kent Chang tries introducing Samo to the to Twister, and Twister just throws his coat on Samo, <laughs> like on the right. Yeah. And like then Sammo just there's a great shot where Sammo just stares at him and drops it after he
2: walks by. Yeah, there's this incredible sense of arrogance from him, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. It, you know a kind of a world champion boxer like that that's that's something that you kind of see even nowadays when you you see these boxers kind of talking smack against each other so i yeah i I feel it and actually it makes it a lot more fun to see them get beat up Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) you know yeah yeah totally (laughs) yeah because um like i was saying this demonstration now we've got foreigners in the audience and we've got twister you know checking things out and the schools are demonstrating and he just hops on stage and he's kind of taunting everyone like, hey, like, I'm the toughest. So why don't you give me a punch? And that turns into this yeah. big uh, mess where all the schools kind of jump on stage. It ends up escalating to a point where Simon Hung's character is like, a, you know, you have to defend your country basically yeah and yeah. now uh yeah we're positioned for this kind of rocky four moment where um you've got your apollo creed <laughs> and dude that's and perfect you've got your yeah. ivan drago mm-hmm. that are gonna fight each other and there are are, are these beats too or you know during that fight the you know ipman wants to throw the towel in and samuel's like no don't do it man well
0: oh, and it's it it's amazing i mean we We mentioned with the first Atman film how the actor that portrayed our main villain there had had some issues with really Samuel's approach to the fighting and how much actual contact there was. Mm. Um, But it's I think it's also what's really special about this scene, even just taking it as like a historical time capsule or something, because it really you are witnessing these two incredibly strong martial artists going at it, you know, and. I think occasionally from people in the martial arts community, you know, you hear voices that are critical of Kung Fu movies. Uh, I mean, almost kind of like Twister where it's like, oh, it's very balletic and it's a lot of dancing, but you know, you couldn't actually do that in like a <laughs> self-defense situation or, or right. criticizing maybe the lack of power or whatever. But, you know, all the stories of S- Samo through the years, I mean, he was feared by everyone, you know, for his power and his, uh, you know, his actual abilities as a martial artist. And here he is in his late fifties going after, you know, this guy in his late thirties. And it's, it's an incredible sequence. And they, they mm-hmm. both make some, yeah, some real contact on each other.
2: Yeah. uh Darren is super ripped. My, my one thing though, is that I don't feel like his form is of a boxer. Like his punches <laughs> yeah, seem yeah, kind of totally. loose yeah. and they're kind of wide. You, and when he's defending himself, he's kind of, wide too so um i could see it maybe him trying to keep up with the choreography and not maybe yeah keeping I, that mindset I, I had the feeling a he's like
0: following the like Samuel's choreography yeah. there yeah and they, they're yeah, trying but, I mean, to find some kind of like yeah cheat the angles a little bit so that they can mm-hmm. kind of meet together but uh, uh himself yeah, yeah, is
1: trained in judo boxing kickboxing and muay thai and I feel like mm-hmm. you can see kickboxing a lot more than just straight up boxing. And, oh, and sure,
0: sure, yeah. can see that.
1: Uh, but again, it is they they do play kind of fast and loose with with the boxing, especially in the last fight. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> that. That's an that's another element where it's like if the whole production value of the movie was like a little cheaper, like I feel like it wouldn't bo- something like that wouldn't bother you at all. Almost, you know what I mean? I got right. um, yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah.
2: and i do like that twister you know even though he's like this cartoony villain for a second he i thought you said twister
0: right. the rap right <laughs> now i <I'm> just featuring <laughs> yeah. twister and sammo as best
2: friends <laughs> he Chicago, is so. he <laughs> he is very lethal though when he lands punches mm-hmm. on a hung you know it's like whoa and you see that when he fights Ipmon too you know like it's not like the first movie where these masters are invincible you mm-hmm. know these guys are taking these punches and they're getting messed up mm. and this is like what you said uh marty where Samo ends up getting hurt in real life uh pretty significantly because yeah. of this
1: but yeah this fight uh the fight between samuel and twisters it's it's pretty brutal but it it as as we kind of kept saying it does end in kind of the the beginning of Rocky Four way where Samo's just getting pummeled and Itmon wants to throw in the towel, but Samo like basically tells him don't do it because you know he's got to bring pride to to you know Chinese martial arts or something like that. Yeah, which it obviously makes for a better movie, but kind of like in Rocky Four, is thinking you didn't have to die. Like you could have just been really beat up and and you know continue to live for your kids right,
2: totally. But right, and then it's it's, it's it's funny too. Like Samo, when he's getting this final volley against him, it's like almost like a minute and a half of slow mo Samo getting punched <laughs> in the face. Totally right. It's like so many shots of him just getting, and it you see the distortion of these hits, so it's not like they you know mocked it. Like he's getting punched in the face, <laughs> and yeah, he passes away from his injuries right on the stage, and the yeah. music swells in such a strong way too. Like you you do get that kind of feeling of like a Rocky movie, where it's like oh man, like the music and the drama, everything comes together to, comes together perfectly.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and there's kind of a kind of a funny phenomenon where it's it's so compelling, and you have Donnie literally sidelined. It's I, you could you could run the risk of like losing a little bit of attention on on your main character, but I don't know. I think it I, I think it really works, and and maybe maybe because of that, that could be another argument for why this character really does need to kind of like sacrifice their you know sacrifice their life you know so it's like you can kind of transfer that, that energy and that focus you know back onto your onto your main hero another stupid little detail but the the white translator that speaks cantonese he seems like he has a pretty good accent but well, he's uh, in-
1: he's fascinating i looked in him a little bit his name's uh, the actor's name is brian burrell or Burrell, ah. or Burrell, I'm not 100%. Ooh. But anyways, he's like a, a pretty regular guy in Hong Kong television nowadays. Like he's he's American and, and was born in, mm. in Utah, I think. And he studied Mandarin, went over to teach Chinese in Hong Kong, and then just stayed and got a lot of parts like doing TV shows and movies and stuff there as kind of as the, the, the white guy and a lot of stuff.
0: Oh sure. Well yeah, he's really great here and in this scene he's holding this uh it's a kind of microphone you've seen before some people call it the Elvis microphone. It's this old uh Shure Brothers 55S I want to say. <laughs> Anyways, it's very wow, it's, nice. it's good for the period and it also looks yeah. great for boxing. And then at the end of the movie <laughs> they have this modern I want to say it's like Samson or something. It's like a it's like a cheaper condenser microphone mm-hmm. with the uh, yeah, and it's my yeah. Anyways, it's like it's not quite. Yeah, not quite. Not right. quite and a, then, That's funny. Know, and then, then the announcer, he's like, it's, cause... he's address, he's addressing the mic in the wrong, in the wrong spot. Um, Whatever. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> he was really? talking, I was thinking
1: that doesn't look right. Like I don't know what he's using, but it doesn't look right. So I'm glad you said oh, something.
0: Man. Yeah, and then it's but... like they're kind of just holding the 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 shock mount, and then at the end, when that white dude is holding the mic up for donnie it's like there's not even a cable plugged into it um, no way it's, <laughs> it's oh my god it's, man i said i wasn't gonna point this that <laughs> that's so good um, but the it's, audio it's, guy it's Can weird because t- um <laughs> just just scanning through the movie again as we're talking about it, i forgot that there was that more classic mic in the scene so i don't know why mm-hmm. they couldn't have just like just used it again it yeah yeah, that oh, really maybe they
1: filmed really the Ill. the final scene first, and one of the production people was like, oh. "Uh, maybe we, that doesn't seem right." So then when they filmed the other scene, they fixed it. I don't know. Oh nice. man, I could that's, see that. That's very
2: cool. I I love stuff like that. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So following this, you've got a little sense of the higher ups from the British side are kind of putting pressure on them. It's like, what did you do? Like, How could you like, let this happen? So they solve this problem by having a press conference and escalating everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there have been a lot of rumors in Hong Kong recently. This is due to a boxing competition that had been arranged. Unfortunately, a
1: Chinese boxer rather overestimated himself and challenged
0: our champion. Twister reluctantly accepted the challenge. And although he held back during the fight, unfortunately, the Chinese boxer was so weak that he couldn't stand up to Twister's fists. It's, it's brilliant. It's like, Twister, what, what did you do? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you killed this Chinese man in combat. Got it let me fight a Chinese man in combat. (laughs) That will make the... It's like... What what do you mean? That was the problem. Like what? Yeah,
2: I just picture their public relations guy just ripping his mm-hmm. hair out. Like why? What do you? But it's doing? also
0: totally what you want in a kung fu movie, where it's like the solution to everything is like a really important fight. You mm-hmm. know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's also
1: yeah. a bit here which uh, we already talked a little bit about the Chinese politics, modern Chinese politics, yeah, in, yeah, creeping into the movie. But we see the. The newspaper is really critical of the of Twister uh, killing Samo. And they come into the like they, they lock up the editor of the newspaper and and like rough him up. And I was just thinking, All right, China, you don't have a right to talk about yeah. roughing up journalists <laughs> for saying stuff you don't like. <laughs> and
0: especially I want to say it followed right after the scene where it was like Ipman is uh talking to Simon Yem's character's kid and I think he says something like "Uh, I want you to learn Chinese martial arts because they incorporate the Chinese spirit as well as (laughs) self cultivation and it's like (laughs) yeah I don't know it's like I I, I somehow was able to stomach all that Mm -hmm. like when the movie first came out and it's, although, it's getting hard, harder and harder. Although,
1: to be fair, it might be one of those things where the people on the production don't like the Chinese censorship and they were, they were just able to slip yeah, this kind of under the, the radar as it, kind of it a, totally, a them. Yeah, it
0: totally feels like that. You, uh, to me, it, it feels like there's, this Hong Kong crew is, you know, a bit straitjacketed, And I, honestly, I think it's it's kind of a flavor you have in almost every modern production now, sadly. But yeah, I mean, I think, in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's it's a subtle version of what it what it could be. You know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> following. Yeah. there There's also this kind of minor detail of Ipman's wife being pregnant, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and his, it, his wife
0: does not pass the Bechdel test in this. Oh, no. Mo- maybe yeah. not in any of the movies. Yeah
2: they kind of undo her kind of saucy attitude in the first movie. She's kind of, although even that
0: attitude is like, I could see someone seeing It's like, Oh, okay. So it's like crabby wife. Got it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And you just want to see, you just want to see maybe a little bit, yeah, a little bit more material for, for her to work with.
2: Yeah. So you, you kind of get this spliced in with the, kind of rocky montage of the training montage that you would kind of expect from a movie like that so you see her kind of staying with like a midwife or something and he's training with the wooden dummy and um then you kind of get these things that you were talking about where the uh, police show up at the newspaper and they're kind of hassling and you think that they're kind of Gonna shut him down, but actually, Kent Chang's character Fatso is like, Hey, I'll give you all the goods. This guy's these guys are horrible. So, Mark Anthony's dude is like, yeah, yeah, all right, let's go. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then following that, we're gonna get the you know, the main yeah. event. So, Itmon versus Twister, and um, it's I really this set like, looks the, really cool too. I really
1: like there's a couple of kind of classic movie cliches thrown in here that that made me laugh like all the people standing around listening to the radios and it's like all the people yeah. who've seen yeah, the movie yeah, totally. listening in, uh, there's an honest to God spinning newspaper coming at the screen. which That's true. Also, the funny
0: thing is it's, um, they're trying to depict most of these like white foreign devil characters as English, but they all have these like thick, more Australian accents. <laughs> um, which it, it was you know it's it's more normal it's it's more often that the acting pool of English speaking yeah available actors in Hong Kong and China would be more often from Australia so we're we're used to that but again I think with like this more realistic production value like all those things are. I think a little bit more bumpy than maybe they, they would be back in the day because it's, this feels closer to almost like more of a prestige Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah,
2: it's, you know? it's close. Yeah. Yeah. The set here looks amazing. This like kind of, yeah, it almost looks, looks like cool. they're in a cathedral, yeah. but it's like this art deco style cathedral. Yeah. Really cool. And there's a boxing yeah, there's ring in the middle. greens
0: and golds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: The colors in this movie are are really great compared to the first. Cause the first yeah. is, is very good gray throughout most of the movie very gray and right. blue and this one's got grays and blues but it's also got like you said this scene's very yellow and, and kind of like teal almost yeah it's a lot warmer
0: yeah it is and then it's interesting in the fight as you're they end up kind of shining a light on it but as you're starting it's like wait what exactly are the rules because this sort of feels like early MMA mm-hmm. I guess and so it does seem kind of strange that Ipman's going to be able to uh, you know kick and basically you know it's almost like there's no there's no limits to it but yeah anyways i like how they they kind of draw attention to that and then kind of restrict that as as the fight goes on but this is a really good matchup because uh like like we we're saying that twister is like he's so built and huge mm-hmm. that it, it just his punches are just frightening yeah. and you know we've seen how incredible Donnie is as a fighter but you know he's very lean and we don't kind of like cheer for Ip Man because of like this giant muscle mass or whatever. Um yeah. so it's it's he, really he cool w- stakes for this final fight because it doesn't feel like a sure thing, you know.
2: Right, even in the first round you see Ip-, Ip Man using his Wing Chun defense and Twister just barrels through it and Ip Man's taken off guard and he lands a couple hits on Ip Man right away. So you're like, "Oh wow, okay, so like Ipmon can be hurt yeah <laughs> and uh, exactly. there's like a bit this kind of grappling too where uh twister's kind of tossing Ipmon around <sighs> that's so good and yeah, yeah. It look it looks really cool and, and yeah, the they're grappling with each, with each the, other that too, yeah 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 totally and um he ends up tossing Ipmon and then as Ipmon's getting up he lands a really strong blow so ipman gets uh you know taken to the ground in the first round and everybody's like oh crap what's happening like is this gonna happen again yeah (laughs) but iman makes Mm -hmm. his way up and you get this kind of shot of him looking at the foreigners and they're all looking at him sneering so it's like oh man this is kind of (laughs) crazy
1: yeah and we do get to like I said we get to see pretty much everyone we've seen throughout the movie either listening in the radio or in the audience and there's a great bit where we see Ha Gon Fung and uh, one of the other masters from that earlier scene saying
2: like and
1: that is one dub line I really like because in the dub he says <laughs>
2: it's too easy to punch you shut up oh man that's one of the things where i was like yeah these guys are having fun being in this film you know they're like hey we can show up a couple days and do some work and people will love us for it (laughs) Uh. but um i like the escalation of this fight because ipman kind of really kind of takes a moment to really focus on himself and he's using his wing chun to take advantage of his opponent and he ends up doing this really cool kind of defensive thing where he grabs Uh, twister's leg and pulls him forward and then lands this really powerful kick on him so twister's down as well it's cool because we haven't seen too many kicks
1: from itmon in these movies he's all about the punches so it's cool to get to see Right. right
2: unfortunately after that kick and after him getting a little bit of an advantage the rules change which is that's unheard of yeah. but i mean yeah. i get it but it's these also like real it's
0: it de- the rules feel fair but it's like <laughs> why they weren't established before the fight i'm yeah who knows yeah, yeah i was kind like, of thinking you... that the
1: whole time i was thinking well okay they're doing two different styles but if they're doing a boxing match like there's rules with boxing
2: matches it's not yeah, anything totally. goes yeah, but it's it's pretty much a circus, also. So <laughs> they're true. like, "Hey, man, like you can't do any kicks. If you use a kick, you're disqualified." Right. And he says and that uh, after Twister lands a punch after the
1: bell rings. Oh yeah. yeah, and that's a total like it's a total mm-hmm. like heel Evil move boxer thing move. where it's yeah. like you're the you're not the one that broke the rules, but you're the one getting
2: punished for it. Yep. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, punished for good deeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but Iman yeah, really
2: it, does. Yeah, he focuses again and he's using Wing Chun to win this fight and you see him using his chain punches against uh, Twister's defense and he breaks through his defense. That's really cool and lands a really strong uppercut and he can't help but maybe it's like his muscle memory but he throws a kick. And uh, yeah, this is the moment like after this back and forth that the bell rings and right after the bell rings uh twister lands a really strong blow because it yeah, let his guard he down he seems almost
0: yeah knocked out
2: mm-hmm. but yeah
0: it's it it is really like i think the yeah the movie is super successful in this i mean we've been saying it's like there maybe is a structure to a boxing finale in a movie and it's that's not a that's not a bad thing it's like the structure of a piece of music or something and it's by this point it's like i think they've Done a great job of establishing this kind of East versus West. And something that's so effective about a boxing movie is is just the layout of the ring, that you can have the two teams in these opposite corners. And visually, it's like such a strong image, you know. Um, And here, we don't just have those two teams, but like um, they're speaking different languages. And, you know, one of them feels like this foreign invader. And it's, yeah, it's just really exciting stakes as we get into kind of this final mm-hmm. round um, where Ipman's not only calling upon his Wing Chun, but he's remembering um, Master Hung. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, something we've seen in, in plenty of movies, the kind of flashback memory in the, in the 11th hour or whatever. But what's great is he, what he does with those memories, which is basically he incorporates the hungar the hunkun as it's also said um mm-hmm. and i just donnie is donnie is so amazing man just watching yeah i don't think anyone would be able to pull it off like he does yeah
2: yeah it's some uh straight up uh fist star like pressure yeah kind of and <laughs> it kind of it actually
1: kind of made me think of prodigal son a little bit because he does that oh, sure. he does just keeps punching that same spot over and over and over again right and it's uh it's it's brutal but it's you know it's triumphant he's kind of as he's punching him relentlessly he's seeing sammo getting punched relentlessly by twister
0: yeah it's it's yeah it's like this tit for tat yeah
2: yeah really cool yeah after twister's basically disarmed ipman lands this really cool combination where he's gonna like what poke his eyes out and <laughs> he hits his ear and he's doing the chain punches and he ends up like kind of turning him around face up in this kind of final wing chun like you can't defend yourself anymore like i'm just gonna keep doing these strong punches and yeah yeah, Twister ends up just being like a pile of goo on the floor.
0: Oh, yeah, pretty much. There's a nice little moment too as the ref is uh, con- counting down the knockout where everyone in the audience and anyone who's listening to the radio starts counting along in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um And then you know you have kind of slow motion rushing the stage, uh, yeah. So we, yeah. It does feel like you could put in like Bill Conti's Rocky music here, and, and oh yeah, yeah you it hear would it. work great.
1: And then <laughs> and then they kind of do like a a post fight interview and. Itman's like I can change,
3: you can change. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do that.
1: This, this is definitely the the kind of Chinesey, uh, modern Chinese thing here, where it's like you know, I want to you know treat us with dignity and integrity. We need to respect each other,
0: blah blah blah. Yeah, and then there's a cool moment where the kind of the snide, like more evil white general, um, finally gets arrested by uh, Hong Kong police. So that's. Yep. Yeah, that's satisfying. Mm -hmm. And this is he—he's wearing this awesome suit. It's like he does look really mm -hmm. cool. But
1: and this part also is (laughs) kind of weird with a dub because it's—it's the dub actor for Donnie Yen saying stuff, and then the—the translator just saying it in English in basically a (laughs) slightly different wording.
3: Hello, he says hello. (laughs)
2: <laughs> nice yeah everybody's happy and ipman runs home and he sees his new son mm. it's like oh yeah i had a kid mm. too <laughs> yeah it's really good and the final the final like thing that i like <laughs> about the movie is <laughs> <So> goofy, <laughs> um, Gosh, little like punk kid bruce lee shows yeah. up and he's like oh come back when you're older yeah. kid. the thing that i thought was kind of cool yeah. though is that in the original audio The kid introduces himself as Lee Xiu Long, which is actually like Bruce Lee's like screen name. You know, no, like uh, yeah, that's actually the name that his actor name. So that's kind yeah. of cool. Uh, and then uh yeah, we get that the final narration, you know, Ipmon did this and yeah. that and Ipmon is great. Yeah. <laughs> but I the mean other yeah anytime any you like you get that moment of like who are you or what's your
0: name and then like you know <laughs> camera dollies in and <laughs> it's like wow. yep. but it's it it is it is fun and it's really kind of neat how, without Spoiling too much, but just the way Itman Two ends and the way Itman Three begins is mm-hmm. is yeah, kind of a nice handshake.
1: Yeah, it is pretty cool. But yeah, that's Itman Two. I'm definitely looking forward to watching Itman Three to kind of uh, cap this off. Um,
2: yeah, it's cool because um, we get some Yun Woo Ping now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, totally. That's
2: something exciting. <laughs> yeah, and Kid Dynamite too. We had boxing in this movie, but Mike Tyson's coming I know, up. Man. <laughs> It's pretty nuts, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, two is awesome. I, I love it. It's really good. Yeah, it's definitely kind of sillier I think
1: than the first one, but that's probably good because the first one gets pretty dang dark in some parts. So, so I kind of like a yeah, slightly very lighter true. tone.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, it's cool. I, I, if there, if you were to map, I guess the silliness of it, I don't know if I'd necessarily say that it three can like gets more silly. Um, but yeah, I think all the the three films, yeah, I think they they hang pretty closely together in terms mm-hmm. of tone and like we were saying at the beginning, it kind of fits that these are all on Netflix because there is almost almost like a TV serialization kind of yeah, yeah. feeling or like like a case of the week or fight of the week or whatever foreign monster it's, of the I week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> Donnie is like really I, I think an outstanding actor in addition to physical performer in these movies, but they're not really designed to transform Itmon's character uh really much at you know much at all. It, that isn't that's not really the mission of the movies, it seems like.
1: Well that is Itmon too. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, then please leave a review on your podcatcher of choice. So iTunes Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on check us out on facebook instagram and twitter we are at heroes the number three podcasts and all three of them check us out on giphy and GIFCat if you want to see the gifs that we make for these episodes <laughs> definitely look forward to making some of them for this one they'll be out before the, this movie, this, <laughs> nice. this episode airs and uh marty what is our training for next week
0: uh, probably not a surprise, <laughs> but we're going to move right along to Ip Man 3, yes. which uh, while there is a Ip Man 4 in production, this is currently the most recent of the, the Donnie Yen-led uh, Ip Man films. Um, and I think Ip Man 3 is great. And We actually have a change of action director. And I don't think it was any bad blood or anything. I think it actually had to do with Samo's schedule initially. But actually, Mr. Woping Ping comes back behind the camera, choreographed photographing the action that's that's, um, f- that's some- a funny
1: conversation oh we couldn't get Samo, so we <laughs> yeah. had to get yun wu ping oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah it is funny when it yeah when sometimes those kind of yeah when that kind of works out like yeah it's i don't want to get into a comparison <laughs> or but i mean yeah yun wu ping is like the living master of uh hong kong action choreography i think you'd have yeah. to say and um mm-hmm. We take the boxing from this film with with Darren, and we have probably the most famous boxer on the planet in Ip Man Three, Mr. Mike Tyson. Um, it's still a yeah, crazy thing it's to worth yeah, it's worth your Netflix about. subscription for the month just to watch <laughs> yeah. Donnie and yeah. Mike together. Yeah. I
2: think Mike Tyson choreographed by Yomu Pines. <laughs> wild combination. <insane. laughs> uh, uh, yeah, what, what a world we live
0: in, man! It's so beautiful.
1: All right, well, until next week, where we're taking a look at Hitmon 3. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. We are the Heroes 3. Remember your training.